Um, but you look great. You look great. Thank you. Thank you look you. really good too. Look at you, Puff. Wow, we're all in leather. We're and in only leather people tonight. that follow our Patreon or social medias can see it. Daddy, what's your safe word? Oh, my safe word is Dom. D O M M E. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today we have a lovely. Kimmy Inch, also known as Mistress Nina Payne, content creator, sex educator, and all-around lovely internet friend. Kimmy, welcome to the show. Thank you, gentlemen. It's so lovely to be here with you tonight. Oh, you look so sexy, too. Mm, I broke out my leather just for you. I'm loving it. So I'm loving this excuse just to wear leather. I've been talking about doing this for like two years on the podcast. Is Why don't we wear leather? Um, and so you because you didn't excuse. remember because I kept saying yes let's do it next week and you would never you would never remember so <laughs> as the dom I don't feel like that's my fault but I'll, I'll allow it speaking of doms <laughs> Kimmy welcome to the show before we get too into the nitty gritty I do always want to just let the the guest also introduce themselves tell us about yourself what are your pronouns what do you enjoy what brought you to the internet Oh, thank you. Yes. So my name is Kimmy Inch, but tonight you can address me as Mistress oh, Nina Payne. Mistress. And my pronouns are she, her. I'm a professional dominatrix and have been for over 15 years. I'm a kink and BDSM educator, and I'm an author and somatic therapist as well. So I do a bit of everything. All things kink and sex positive related is up my alley basically oh that's right up our alley too <laughs> but we have some catching up to do you you've you've got your fingers in a lot of pots there and yeah. so we didn't meet you technically but we ran into you i guess as you do on the internet um doing a silly internet video where we were reviewing kinky tiktoks tiktoks and and you were was... my favorite of everything because <laughs> i did i really didn't like tiktok i didn't really get into it but you yeah. made me laugh and it was uh, really good especially the one where was it dominatrix water yes <laughs> a, 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 a every dom time tom water <laughs> that was just so well done well i've been fan of you guys for a while and when i was alerted by one of my clients that you had featured me in one of your videos i was such a fan girl and so excited oh. to see your reaction to my videos so it's such a pleasure to be here tonight oh that's so oh. sweet yeah. um so uh, are you getting a lot of traction by doing things like that on TikTok and, and it was everything? such a it was such a whim, you know. People had said you should try TikTok. It, it's you're gonna get so much exposure, and I was like, oh god, it's just another social media thing to to deal with. But I love creating content, and back in the day, I used to go to Juilliard for acting, like I enjoy performing, and I always wanted to bring like the light, fun side of kink um, out to the public and sort of mm. showcase it in a way that could be more accessible and just silly. Uh, so I was really happy to see that my video started taking off and going viral. And here I am, like, look at me. <laughs> look at me now, mom. I'm on one safe word. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> and that's what I like the, the most about it because the, people's perception of a dom as being the strict, in control, like lacking fun and enjoyment kind of thing is it. Mm -hmm. At least on the gay male side, it's supposed to be hyper-masculine, very tough, da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So bringing humor, which is what we always do with What's the Safe Word, we always bring humor into these kink situations. I hadn't really seen a dominatrix do that before, and I was like, this is cool. This is engaging. I'm not scared, but maybe a little. Uh <laughs> but in a good way. In a good well, way. you should be. You should be a little scared. <laughs> See? And then you go into that commanding thing, and I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that, you on your toes there. Exactly. Or knees, whichever. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, No, that's definitely our perspective on, on what we do as well. We don't like to have fun at someone's expense. We like to have fun with someone's expense. Like yeah. if, if they're paying for it, great. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we like to have fun with their credit card. Um, exactly. <laughs> with their consent, especially. Their consent, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you said that you went to school for acting, which I think really... I mean, shines in, in your skits, in your education, but you also beyond just kind of the fun when what we reviewed on that specific TikTok was like fun, but educational. And like it, the slap in the face at the end, not literally, but with the water was hilarious. But you also do a lot of really good um, introspective kind of educational pieces where you, you really lay out the facts around like kinks and safety and BDSM and also 
I, I a lot about like just your mental state as well, which I really appreciate and just uh, being mentally healthy. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, I like to call myself the Meryl Streep of kink. Um, <laughs> and then on the other side of that, yeah, I want to be a Dr. Ruth of kink. Like I want to be able to let people know there's more to it than just um, the whips and chains. There's a whole emotional level that's mm -hmm. involved and it can really take you to some deep places. It can be cathartic and healing. Um, and it can be really whatever you want it to be. If you want it just to be sexy and a bit of fun, that's cool. And if you want to kind of go to places you've never been before, uh, it can, can be a really great tool to sort of bring you into those places. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Mm. And it's so much fun wearing leather with you guys right now. You know, someone had told me that leather is to gay men like lingerie is to women. That's true. That's so do you wear leather a lot in your scenes or is that is that a gay male thing? Because we we leather the reason they dressed up in leather was tom of finland and it was a hyper masculine <laughs> motorcycle club look yeah. it, it was the opposite of being perceived as nelly and and queer long ago so that's still carried over to the uh, bdsm community today but is that prevalent in the straight scene or? yeah i yeah. mean leather is a huge fetish of course you know i have my gloves on yeah. i have my i have my boots Ooh, of course wow. and, you know i'm all about the leather it feels good on your skin and i feel like it, there's an air of power when i wear it so i i feel like your clothing should really reflect the the mood that you're in and what you're trying to convey and i think leather is just sort of a uh it brings a bit more power and force into the session it's not as um yeah i wouldn't wear head to toe leather if i was going to do something light um I, I i wear head head to toe leather when i'm i'm re getting ready to get down for business you know so <laughs> <laughs> well th that's interesting too because you're saying that when you're in a scene and then dressing for the part do you find that your acting background helps you in because because you're obviously not kimmy inch when you're mistress right Right. Uh, so you become a caricature of yourself. How, how do you work that into your scene? Yeah, good question. You know, I, I like to say that Nina Payne is an extension of who I am. I think we all have alter egos and different personalities. I think we're complex beings and I don't want to necessarily be pigeonholed into one person or the other. But I feel like my acting chops sort of gave me a way of being spontaneous and be able to work within the moment. Like I'm a big improv fan. Mm. And I think um, in order to be a good play partner, you have to be flexible and like connected to your partner and sure. not necessarily have this strict rigid agenda. If you really want it to be, you know, a super hot experience. And for me as a Dom, like I want to have fun too, even if I'm with my paying clients, I want to engage in sessions that are really uh, exciting and fulfilling for me as well. So, uh, yeah, I want to I want to be able to just sort of show up and in my power and, and play the way that makes me feel my best. And that usually works out best for the session as well. You know, so I'm curious. Uh, did mm -hmm. you watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Great show. Great I, show. Uh, did you have a favorite game? Oh, um, gosh, no, I, you know, they would, they would do like, you'd have to pick a movie genre to play out a scenario. Uh -huh. Um, and I mean, they would do a lot of really silly, quirky things on that show, but improv is hard. I don't know. It is. It. Yeah. Have, have you ever done it though yourself? Yeah, I've done some improv. It's, it's not necessarily my forte, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun and it keeps you on your toes. So I, I love it. I think it's a great exercise for people. I think kinksters are, I, I, I personally, like I, I enjoyed improv the few times I did it, but I'm always curious how many kinksters have a background in like video games or something nerdy or like theater, for instance, like you said, or just being kind of over the top, whether it's like tech or mm. like your gadgets, I find kinksters and like nerds in the, in the broader like term, there's so much overlap there. Like the number of times I've been in a dungeon and someone starts talking about the most recent Star Trek episode, like. <laughs> yeah, and I never right. get that. I'm not a Trekkie, so I don't, I, I don't get into that. But you have. What are you into, Daddy? Because you're not into oh. TikTok either. Like, what is your thing? Uh, what are you into outside of Interrogate cake? him. Uh, uh, Tell me. I'm boring. I'm old. I'm not into. I'm into watching the news. Um, but for our visual people, he's the one that that 
hardwires and sets things up. So he's actually very uh, handy when it comes to tools, gadgets. Uh, I like Ooh. building things and flipping houses and working with my hands and that kind of stuff. Good with your hands. So, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> Do you have a big female following? Because um, you're gorgeous. Um, oh. And I, you're so beautiful to look at. I mean, you must have a lot of the ladies uh, messaging you as well, yeah? So this is a very fascinating new thing for me. Um, now with What's the Safe Word? We have a large female audience now, and I'm used to, I've been a porn director and a porn actor for 30 years, so I was used to getting on a flight once in a while, and the male flight attendant would recognize me and slip me a bottle of little whiskey or something and give me like a knowing wink. Now, I have been in airports, and women come up to me and get all excited. They're like, you're Mr. Christopher, you're and I'm, I'm not... I'm not in that space where I'm expecting that to happen, (laughs) for one. But then it's female, so I start going in my mind. I'm like, have they seen my dick? This is is weird. This is kind of awkward. What do I do? Because it's like, for me, it's like uh, talking to your mother about your sex life. I don't know what it is. It's because I'm gay and have just lived in this gay world bubble of men. Anytime a woman enters it, it's a little terrifying for me, not terrifying in a bad way, but I just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how to be. And, mm. and a lot of them do like the daddy father figure thing about me. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong yeah. with some daddy issues. And as I long don't as you're know paying for that do. subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Exactly. But I, I exactly. never know how to take that compliment. So thank well, you. Well, most of my clients are straight men. So a lot of the submissives that I play with are straight men, but I have an occasional dominant gay man clients that come to see me, uh, which is really interesting. They're, they're um, not interested in bottoming or subbing to other men, but they will to women, but they'll only, uh, with men, well, they'll only top or dom. Which is well, really interesting. so I will, I, I do both. I do top and dom and I sub, uh, oh. in my gay, uh, BDSM life. But the one frontier I have never done is being, um, subbing to a woman or a- having any so- sort of sex with a woman. But I am, when I do sub with men, I do have this, um, kind of a humiliation fantasy kind of thing. And that's what it would be for me, kind of, is Mm. a a powerful woman controlling me would be a humiliation type scene. Do you guys need me to leave? I can can, can come back in like 10 minutes and I'm totally fine with it. Like, we're open. I'm supportive. Uh, I can go refill my drink. Like, I'll I'll be right back. And especially if the puppy was watching it happen. Oh, never mind. I'll stay. I'll stay then. Oh my God. Negotiations are so difficult. It would not be fun without you, pup. Come on. Of that's, course that's not. Of course not. I'll hold the camera. Here. I'll hold the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Excellent. Well, that that was your one uh, like New Year's resolution kind of that we talked about this well, year. It the video was, was like you wanted to experience that, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's you, weird. You're I, curious. It would, it would really, it would, um, I am curious. So I'm bi-curious. Yeah. I don't know that that uh, is that not a thing. Well, mm, that that's ooh. Do you want to unpack that? No, no. Sexually, you tell me, you no. Tell I'm me. saying, I'm or, saying, sexually. Are are you interested in in no, women or no, no? I'm not. What would that be? Would that just be by kink curious? I don't know. Is there a definition for that? Are we making things up? Uh, not being sexually let's, let's attracted to someone, but having a kink energy towards let's someone of the opposite Nina, sex. What is that? What am I? What's happening? Yeah, because I Why don't do think I the so act that necessarily the act of being humiliated by a woman necessarily attributes to sexual orientation or yeah. even attraction. It's just but the energy. That and en- yeah, that energy of it, the the elements, you know, like what what would this uh, dominant, powerful woman look like, and what would she be saying and doing to you while you were being humiliated? Actually, looks wouldn't matter. Okay, I, oh. it wouldn't. I I don't have anything in my head. Uh, about what they look like. Interesting. Is that interesting? It is because right. it, it, it kind of tells you where your mindset it's, is. It's in more it? the voice uh, and what I could see or be permitted to see. So I see you psychoanalyzing him of, in some way, and I love it. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. how did so? What came first, the dominating and the the dom, or the the background in 
I'm sorry, what was your background Psychology. again? Psychology. So, so I do somatic therapy, which is basically just oh. a body-focused type of therapy. It's um, body psychotherapy. No, so I was a dom first. I was actually a DJ oh. after I went to acting school, and um, I started DJing at fetish parties, and that's how I was introduced to the whole lifestyle. Oh, and um, I was working as a dom for years, and after working with people's minds and bodies for so long, I'm like, what? I should, I should maybe go back to school and study this officially. You were dropping so, the yes. beat, and then you dropped the beat. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't encourage exactly. them. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're kind of, you're in, in, as a pro dom, you are kind of a therapist a little bit in a way, because you're seeing people in these very vulnerable spaces, the way they don't normally are seen by their family or partners or or what have you, and hearing all their deepest, darkest secrets, you know, that they don't talk about ever. So yeah, it just felt like a, a normal evolution to kind of move towards therapy eventually. Yeah, well, and so the only reason I asked that is just because I, I see you asking him the questions, and I, 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 I find that I ask myself those same questions to other people, because I'm always fascinated by how people work, you know, whether it's kinks or not, just curious how yeah. someone thinks yeah. and how their thought process processes work and I'm curious if you found that that really kind of heightened your skills as a dom like and oh. and how you work that in because oh, as someone yeah. who wants to go back to school for therapy someday maybe like oh I, that'd be great I, yeah. lo I love I love just talking to people and seeing what makes them tick but in a way that you mm -hmm. want to help them you know mm -hmm. yeah I love that you're curious I'm really curious about people too I'm always really fascinated what turns people on and um you know what they're interested in and um, yeah, I, I think working as a dom just really opened me up to so much. Um, and it put me in a position where it turned, it, first it started off like, oh, cool, I can make a bunch of money and not take off my clothes and not have sex with anyone and I'm going to get spoiled and I'm going to be treated like a queen. Like, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I, I'm, I'm cool for this. Wow, I don't get any of that as a pro dom what? as a gay man. <laughs> Nobody treats me like a queen. No one spoils you? No. <laughs> Wait That's not true. I do. I, I I have. I know. I've at I least put makeup on you once me. on camera. I've definitely <laughs> called you a sick queen that, in that one hair that video. No, no, no. Welcome or it was even consensual. It at was this absolutely point. consensual, <laughs> and there might have been boners involved. So I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> anyway, I want I want Kimmy's life. This sounds, yeah, this no, sounds way more so, fabulous. I mean, life. that's where it started, you know, um, and that was my limited viewpoint of it. And as I did it more and more, I was like, oh, wow, you know, this feels like really sacred to, to witness people this way and to support them in their journey. And it fucking felt great afterwards when someone was like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I feel so good and I feel like I let everything out and I feel like I can function in my daily life now. I mean, mm. those sort of that sort of feedback felt so good and rewarding that I just wanted to keep going and take it further. So it, it's don't get me wrong, the money's nice, but it's not all about the money. It's really the oh, connection that. and experience. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I mm. do pro dom work as well, and mm -hmm. I actually turn a, a, down a lot of people because I have to have that connection, connection. with them in order to do it, to perform, to stay connected, and to give them what they really want. Um, have you ever uh, had a client where you're like at the end of the session gun, huh, I would have paid you for this. <laughs> 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 have you ever had such a good time that you're like kind of feel guilty about taking their money? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'm um, a, I'm not so, I never feel guilty about taking people's money. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it real. But I've had some really, really attractive, um, play partners and one in particular who was much younger than me he must have been like 21 or so and you know we had discussed the the parameters and he really wanted to do things like body worshiping which isn't something I normally allow especially for a first time session which just means you know more kissing on my body and more intimate places etc um, but you know two hours into the session and he's absolutely gorgeous we're having so much fun next thing I know I just like threw him down on the, the bed and just started making out with him. And, and uh, it, at the end of it, I was just like, um, <laughs> I love my job. You know, and he was like, that was, that was the best <laughs> you should, session you should, ever. You should and, have um, said, uh, I, that'll be double. <laughs> <laughs> 
upcharge. Well, he wanted to he wanted to keep seeing each other, and um, eventually I had to say, you know, that was a real freak accident. I don't normally, you know, uh, cross my own boundaries like that. It was just such a heat of the moment, and I'm a human being as well, and I knew that it wasn't going to cross his boundaries. Um, and sometimes it just feels good to be bad. Even the even mm. mistress wants to be bad sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> and also, sex workers are humans. I think that's yeah. something that that should always be uh, celebrated, yelled at the, off the rooftops. Like, right, I think, I think right. sometimes people don't realize that even sex workers have feelings. You know, when you're mm. leaving those comments on Twitter, it's always nice to ask for consent before you send those dick pics because mm. unsolicited right. dick pics are still unsolicited. Don't don't oh do God. that. I wonder who has more dick pics, you guys or me? I have so many. Do people do, do do guys send you dick pics all the time? Oh, tons, almost oh, really? on a daily basis. Okay, yeah. so that, that's that's. A, I would a imagine it's the same thing. for you both. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I get them on. Oddly, I get them on Instagram more than anything. What I get a lot of because they're like, "Daddy, fuck my hole," is like mm. extreme close-ups of Again. people's holes, and. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that doesn't do it for me. An extreme right, close-up right, right. of your hole, unsolicited, is a really unnerving thing to unlock <laughs> in the morning when yes. you first got up and having coffee. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> got it. My new grinder bio: unsolicited hole pics, not welcome. Not welcome. No. Thank you. <laughs> no, there was there was a time when I was actually actually I was getting tons of boobs because ah. I was featured on some blog that was. Primarily, I think their audience was primarily straight girls, and they, I think they thought I was straight for some reason. I don't know, but they put me in this blog of like porn stars that are cute, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not my words. Um, and I had nothing but boobs for, for months on Instagram, on like Snapchat. This is back when Snapchat was a thing, on Twitter. Like, oh man. I mean, and they were nice boobs, but I was like, it was just the awkward moment of like, I, I'm I, I appreciate your boobs, but I'm really gay, and those those <laughs> you're you're totally wrong, wrong, wrong guy, wrong guy. <laughs> so well, uh, quickly talking about boundaries now. Uh, so how do you keep um, your work life separate from your real life? Are you in a relationship, um, and how do they feel about what you do? Yeah. So you guys, I'm actually finally in a healthy, supportive relationship where the, my partner doesn't want to change me, doesn't want me to quit my job because he's insecure. He is really supportive of it. We have very clear communication around it and transparency. It feels so good after many, many, many years Aww. of dating guys who, you know, said that, oh yeah, that's cool. No problem. And then six months later, we're, we're completely obsessed with what I was doing and, right. you know, uh, wanted me to quit and it was just a lot of drama. So finally it's been um, a year and a few months. So it's been really, really positive experience. I feel like everyone needs sure. a partner that can just accept them for who they are, you know? And I, I don't think that's talked about that much. Sometimes it's a trope in a movie or something, but sex workers, it's really hard to get uh, supportive yeah. partners that don't get jealous oh, yeah. don't worry over worry about you um mm -hmm. that's that's a huge deal right there yeah that's, so it's you can really have really hard to find and do, yeah. you, do you guys find that you're kind of more open or i'm just curious are you guys poly and like do you do you practice compersion and and where, where do you guys lie in that spectrum Oh, well, thanks for asking. So we would probably identify more as monogamish, but we've only been together a little over a year and the pandemic sort of hit and we haven't really explored as much as we'd like, mm -hmm. um, but that's definitely on the horizon. And at, even though I'm a dominatrix, I have to say there's still a lot of things I haven't tried. I've never tried poly, um, um, those sort of dynamics before, but being in a, finally being in a secure and healthy relationship, I feel like, Ooh, I kind of want to you know, see like what we can sort of do together and, and how we can, you know, expand into this because so, it feels so good. How about you guys? Are you poly? Uh, we're we're uh, solo poly, which uh, we're, we're very responsible for our own lives. We make our own money, have our own houses, mm -hmm. um, but have every other aspect of support in a relationship with each other uh, and are yeah. allowed to go outside for needs that with with masks on with masks on <laughs> <laughs> We've been together, I, did, I wanted to ask pup have you played with uh women before in a kinky setting in any capacity i have played with women in uh, definitely puppy play moshes um so like wrestling kind of playing mm -hmm. around rolling around um 
I've been flogged way back in the day for a, a charity event at like a bar. And like, and a porno. And oh. a porn? Weren't Which you, porn? Weren't you flogged in Bound Gods? Well, not by a woman. Oh, oh, That was oh, the sh- question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what video did you direct that I don't remember? <laughs> I'm so used to just talking to gay men. I just thought we were talking about gay again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, not tons. So not tons for me, but I'm definitely more on the demisexual spectrum of like, same same as daddy, like a hole pick or a dick pick, even if it's a nice hole and or dick, like that's not what's going to turn me on. What's going to turn me on is like having that conversation where I'm like, so do you, what, what are you, what are you into? And why, why I want to know what is, oh, wow. You're into, oh, oh, and compersion. Oh, you, oh, great. You're open. <laughs> okay. See, like that turns me on. Like he's very personal, fully based. formed. Yeah. People that have a good sense of humor are, are super sexy. Like, so would I play with a, a woman? It's always possible. Have I? No, not yet. Thank you for sharing that with me. You know, I I have a lot of dominatrix friends and um, I am bisexual, as I said, but even um, when I play with some of my female friends and there's not a sexual um, attraction there, sometimes just the the release of them spanking me or playing on some capacity is so much fun. It doesn't always have to be super erotic or sexual for me to enjoy kink. So yeah, I was always curious about that for gay men. Well, you just answered my question. I was going to ask you if you'd ever had a... <laughs> sexual experience with a woman. So, so can I tell you guys something? And sure. not many people know this. Okay, sure. I have never. <laughs> this is sort of like I'm shy. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I just feel so safe with you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I have never. I have never been properly dominated by. Oh no! What a time for you to cut out! <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I have to pause you because oh, uh, that was the me? one time the during this time whole time cut out. cut out. I'm like, <laughs> that was suspenseful. Start from the top. Start from the top. Start from the top. Because <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think all of our energy was just like, ah. yeah. You stole the camera. Zoom's trying to cock block. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I have never been, I, so I'm a switch, but I have never been properly dominated by a man before. Oh. Um, I, I've had attempts, but men are very intimidated by me because they know I have such extensive experience as a dominant um, that it has, it's never been like a really full experience. So oh. my current partner is open to learning, but it's a thin sort of line of like how do i teach him without teaching him yeah it's hard it's hard to teach a, someone to be dominant as their sub um, and still it's have it really be sexy hard because, because the, you don't, you don't want to control it from the bottom yeah. you want them to come up with the stuff to, and maybe we can do a future show where you guys teach my boyfriend how to dominate me. Oh, that would <laughs> be interesting. The episode right. writes itself. <laughs> Teaching a dominatrix how to train their boyfriend to dominate them. Or yes. we could just swap services with each other. There we go. This could be an untapped industry. Maybe we, need to ta- we need to talk about this a little bit. D- Dom swap. Dom swap. Yes. I'm d- writing the idea down now, making an app. Uh <laughs> I love that. Great. Instead of bed and breakfast, it'll be Dom and Dominated. Oh, wow. So but is that something you've always wanted or is it something yeah. just new that you've started feeling? As someone who's brought people to subspace uh, over and over again, I really haven't experienced subspace before. Um, I've been on the, I've been, I've bottomed to people many, many times and that's been really wonderful and a lot of fun, but it's a little different, right? You know, than mm-hmm. um, really surrendering fully to another person. So it's something that I'm really excited to try now that, uh, like, like I said, I'm in a relationship where I feel like I can release the control because it's not an accident. Mm-hmm. I'm a dominatrix. Like I actually like control and I, and I set myself up in that position because it feels safe. But now that um, you know, I'm getting older. I want to experience more out of life. I want to mm. sort of experience surrender, deep surrender as well. Like, is really he amazing. able to just do like some of the basics, just like mm-hmm. tight spread eagle, that kind of stuff? And, and yeah, and it's a very like, you know, straight male approach. It's like, oh, we're fucking and now I'm going to spank your ass or choke you a little <laughs> bit or slap you in the face. It's not like that scene. It's not like that journey. Yeah. The, 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 you know what I'm talking about? So if, so. He, if he was listening, 
<laughs> um, what would you know? Um, but but a real question, if you're open to it, like what what are some of your kinks that you are into? Like what what drives you in that realm? Yeah, I mean, I love all things, you know, mind fucking and psychological. Ooh. I love anything dirty talk, anything um, that stimulates you mentally, uh, physically. I- I love impact play. I love spanking. I love toys, implements. I have my, uh, I have a bunch of toys next to me right now. Um, and um, I'm a little sketch on bondage because I am such a control freak that mm. bondage is very, uh, yeah, scary mm. for me personally. Um, this is me as a sub, I'm saying. No, no. I, I, I want to receive. I, yeah. I love role playing. I am a very good role player. I'll be Catwoman. I'll be the naughty girl next door. I'll be, you know, your secretary. I'm, I'm like the best role player you'll ever meet. Um, wow. yeah. And, and yeah, just things like that, you know, um, I'm flexible. Um, I probably stay away from things and I do this as a Dom as well. I'm not big into fluids. I don't really do the golden or brown showers so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not my cup of tea, you know? So yeah. I like I anything that. psychological or just physical and uh, rough housing and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Huh. We're going to have to find you a Dom now. I know. <laughs> if anybody's listening i feel like we i i always said like there should be like you know there's a make a wish foundation i feel like there should be like a make a fantasy come true foundation like sure. i i think that make, people make a should experience make a doms <laughs> yeah like no like people should experience their ultimate fantasies like everyone should be allowed to experience their ultimate fantasy as long as it's safe sane and consensual of yeah. course sure. i think everyone should have that chance but how many people actually know what their fantasy truly is or will admit it how many people come to you and and are like i just want you to abuse me well what does that mean how do you want to be abused and it's it's so hard to draw that out of people because it's such a taboo topic and they're a lot a lot of them are ashamed of it whatever their deepest darkest fantasies are um how do you draw that out of people yeah, it's a good point because, you know, some sexual fantasies don't even involve nudity or sex. It's really interesting. Um, that's just an sort of afterthought. There's usually a lot of like build up anticipation, things like that. And there are some people that are really clear about their fantasies because they've been thinking about it for a long time. It's their go to when they masturbate. Um, and then, yeah, some of them, sometimes it's really vague and they're like, I, I don't know, just, you know, control me and dominate me. And it's like, OK, let's try out these different uh, activities slowly, see how it feels. Some, some things are going to be, oh, this didn't really work. And other things might be like, whoa, I didn't think I'd like that, you know, and, and just kind of move slowly into it. But yeah, when I'm working with clients or with any play partner, it's really important to have that communication because so often you hear about people having these just horrific experiences with kink and it can just ruin a person for yeah. a long time. So like, yes, yeah, going slow is so important. Um, and just, yeah, taking your time and just feeling into what works for you and what doesn't work. Well, it's like coming out of a closet for some people mm-hmm. a second time or, or yeah, maybe a third gay, time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, at least right. that's what I kind of equated it to and, and what I kind of equated to still whenever someone asks how, how to do it. Like that, that's a question we get a lot. I don't know. Like, what are some of the, what are some of the craziest questions that you're able to share as a, as a Dom, but also as someone who educates on that? Like, what, what are the weird things that people ask you? Oh, I mean, easy. You know, it's, 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 well, I, let me tell you the craziest session I've ever had. Oh, and he was even a better. client that I had for a really <laughs> long time. So I used to live in Tokyo and I was DJing at these fetish parties and I just started working as a dominatrix. And this was probably one of my first, very first sessions that I've ever done. And it was this old Japanese man in his seventies, barely spoke any English, but he loved tall, blonde, Northern American looking women. And all the session was is me sitting in a chair in like a leather outfit just like this and he would dress up in a chicken costume and he would bring hard-boiled eggs with him to the session in which he would shove up his own ass and cluck around like a chicken and push them back out again and that was literally the whole session and he would do it over and over again he paid for me to go to school (gasps) he paid for my apartment he paid for you know all of my amenities um and he was one of the best clients i ever had and that was the entire session okay you win excuse me (laughs) you win i've never i I don't even think i could top that (laughs) 
I don't. I don't think you need to top top him. I think you just need to f- give him some feed and let him <laughs> cluck around. Uh, wow. He came to that's, visit me in amazing. New York City. We went to some Yankee games. He was a huge uh, baseball fanatic. I haven't heard from him in a long time. But uh, what is it about? He's in his 80s or 90s by now. So um, I don't know if he's still with us, but. I mean, pet play. I get the pet play for role, fa- no, I role get play it too, fantasy. But I, get I have it. never heard of a chicken before. Yeah, yeah. I've met some chicken furries. I, I have you? Yes. Oh, oh, furry. Oh, yeah. People okay. people will resonate with just about any animal, and I wonder if that might have been somewhat related to like Japan because I think chickens are are very like, I think spiritual in some way, or or they're 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 looked at differently than like in America for sure. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's possible. I'm not sure. But also but, uh, ovipositor, like the egg dispensers, I believe they're called ovipositors. Those are a huge thing as well for some people, like laying right. eggs. Right. Daddy, do you know what right. I'm talking about? I have no idea what oh. you're talking about, <laughs> but I rarely do. <laughs> egg. It's a exactly. thing, laying egg fetish. You don't know about this? Gosh, where have you been? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had, I had a friend on a different podcast the other day ask me, he went through pretty much an alphabet, some some article that some like cosmopolitan or something wrote, but it was like A to, a to Z's of LGBT or of kinks, and yeah. he went through every single letter, and each letter was something different, and I was I was pretty impressed that I got most of them. Yeah, there no, was like, I, that Cliz, would not Cliz, surprise me. Clismo, I have no yeah. I have no retention whatsoever, so he could say something, and ten minutes later, I'd forget it. <laughs> It's it's true. It's that could true. be a blessing. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> until you have like it a podcast <laughs> and you need to like have a conversation that lasts at least sixty minutes, which is ten minute uh, times six. So, <laughs> do you know where you are? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So I have a question for you, gentlemen. Actually, yes. okay. you know, I I've been teaching a long time, and I have uh, many gay friends and. Uh, that have attended my classes and there's been a sort of um, typical consensus around like oh look at you straights doing your trying to be trying to be kinky us gays have been doing that since day one or you know there's sort of like (laughs) not so much condescending but just like been there done that like you you guys have fun but you know as a gay man there's a lot more opportunity to explore fantasies, to have these conversations, maybe more so than in straight uh, relationships. I'm wondering if you guys feel that there's any truth in that. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any truth in that. Um, But I do feel that gay men do tend to be in their own bubble uh, of sexuality uh, so that they're kind of oblivious to outside of it. I know I was for a very, very long time. (laughs) What's the safe word really opened my eyes to outside of it. Um, I think that a lot of that almost outward projection of like, grr, or comes from that. That's going to be how I describe it. Um, grr, grr comes from. <laughs> I know personally, like not not growing up with like a great childhood and always kind of being made fun of for being gay. I think that 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 projection of like, oh, well, look, we're better than the straights for once, and we're more sexual and we have more experiences, can mm-hmm. kind of be a little too much sometimes from some gays, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. As right. someone who's been to not only the kinky gay functions, but the like kinky swinger functions, which were obviously very, very all over the place with sexualities and per- personalities and genders, but was m- definitely more straight-leaning. Like, I saw, I was like, oh, okay, you guys just do it different, but that's because it's two kind of different perspectives and the culture is a little bit different too. Yeah. And, and, and like what you're saying is gay men haven't been in those straight spaces, but they have seen, um, you know, what, what's portrayed on television and and they portray it it as kind of like tickle your ass with a feather, like kind of Mm. bondage light, you know, 50 shades of gray, Mm -hmm. that kind of, well, I don't know that fit. Bondage, 50 Shades of Grey was not bondage light. That was abuse heavy. Well, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, just, they're like, we it's a do caricature. this for real. We're it's a caricature. Yes. Sure. Right, right. Um, so there's probably that disparity uh, mm. going on and probably not rooted in accuracy at all. Um, I come from a generation which is called Old Guard Leather. Mm. And that leather group grew up kind of with this heavy protocol, um, very heavy-handed, rough-and-tough-and-tumble kind of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And 
the generation coming up now that like tons of the puppies and the inclusivity and all of this talk about consent that is a little bit new to some of the older generation um and and so they're they're having to adapt and to that, not in a bad way, but it is very much like a get off my lawn yeah, sometimes from from those that have been in the community guard, for a yeah. bit. And I get that that perspective because it's it's something sacred and personal. And it was like during their formative years, like that was when they were learning about themselves. And kink was very very personal, but also spiritual. And it was their armor and protection yeah. of feeling okay about being gay. So too. when a, when a puppy comes along in a leather. Hood being silly and giggly and, and a bouncy, pink little hood and, and <laughs> whatever. There, there's there's space for everyone, but I I hear and see the people that that get kind of up in arms about that, and I just say, everyone, Calm there's down. space for everyone. <laughs> and also, the only way we're gonna learn from you is if you actually like take the time to talk to us and come together or, or come together. Um, yeah. and you might learn something from the other side. You know, I don't know all of the the traditions and whatnot but i have a daddy for that so that i listen to him what was it 10 percent of the time 10 minutes out of the day and in in turn then i teach him about youtube and twitter <laughs> and mm-hmm. and he fixes my phone tiktoks tiktoks oh my god so fun um yeah. <laughs> and then they stop complaining no <laughs> i don't know does that, does that answer your question on that day? yeah that's um, really helpful so i just i think that they just haven't been shown or, or even, even, I don't know. I, I, again, I, I think it comes from just growing up in a different era where it was, it was harder to be kinky and gay. And so sometimes you just have feelings about that. Mm, I think, I do think there is a, I mean, you tell me if this is a misconception, but I do think there is a viewpoint that, uh, you know, gay people are just way more sexually liberated somehow. Mm. And, um, mm. More Could advanced be. in that in that sense because um, you know they they had to be in a way. So I'm I'm curious if that feels well, authentic. I think that that again is something that gets kind of projected because we live in a society where the the trope for a long time was just being gay was the trope. Like in a in a series in movie in a book, the gay person was the over promiscuous, super sexual, probably really kinky, depending on what you were like watching or reading. And I think that that. Some people do get rubbed the wrong way there too. Like my family yeah. is very, very straight laced, Catholic, religious. Mm. Um, I'm sure they imagine all sorts of things that I do in the bedroom, but like I see that perspective where the gay characters always kind of made the butt of the joke in whatever media is going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I could, I could definitely see kind of that pushback in the opposite direction of like, oh, you straights, you you think you're kinky, but really you're not, which isn't right, but. Well, and we also touched on this earlier when you said uh, that it was a second coming out. For so I knew I was kinky into leather as a twenty-year-old gay man coming out. I was getting tied up and doing this, but I was not. That was not normal, and I was coming out in the middle of the AIDS um, epidemic. Oh, wow. So there is a whole generation of men in their thirties that was already gone. So it was, mm-hmm. and so yeah. most men didn't come out until they're 20, 21, 22, 23. Uh, and that was their first coming out. And then they had to get comfortable just having vanilla sex, uh, just it, and being okay with it because society was telling them that was not. It wasn't until their 30s or even later 30s, and then there's a generation dropped that was out that they started to experience or kink and be okay with it so that was definitely being kinky was a second coming out so it was really a lot of work to get to where they got to this sexual thing being comfortable with themselves well and even now the generation that the puppy's in they have so much information they have the internet we had one magazine to read that would tell us about bdsm and it was all fiction so we got all of our information about how we should be from fiction right so, um, but now we've got, what's the safe word? We've got all the, this education mm-hmm. and kids are coming out way younger. They're coming out at 16, uh, 17 and right. it's, it's accepted yeah. by society. So they're starting their kink life at 22, 23. Um, that's there's, and it's not even a second coming out because it's just like, 
yeah, that's what butt plugs are for. Let's do it. Uh, (laughs) And I didn't have that when I grew up. So it's, it's, it's been changing evolution and my eyes have been open having a younger puppy like puppy. Yeah. Oh, I love that question though. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, and that leads me to my next question though, which is around the internet. I know that we as content creators on YouTube or even TikTok, that's the place. Even TikTok, we've had our problems with like censorship just for trying to exist and talk. I would love, no, no. I'm just curious because I know that I had one TikTok that I was like, I was literally just like, it was with like the limpest wrist. I was not holding it or whipping it at all, but it was like a little flogger and I was just going, I'm a top, I'm a top deleted flagged we had like a strike or whatever the hell you get on tiktok and they're like that is inappropriate and then 10 seconds later i'm swiping through and i have some like muscled out jock and a jock strap in a red doorway going ooh, and you can see everything mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. got millions of views i'm curious on your mm-hmm. take when it comes to censorship <laughs> and i can see you're ready to talk and i'm gonna let you talk i'm, I'm about to explode <laughs> fuck you tiktok oh, <laughs> I mean, it's just bananas because I have such a love-hate relationship with TikTok because there are some just incredible content creators, so much creativity and intelligence and humor, and it's just a beautiful um, platform on so many levels. And then there's the sort of community guidelines that make absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. I was just alerted yesterday that one of my videos I posted maybe four months ago, maybe three months ago, Basically, it's me sitting in a chair just saying not all men have to be dominant. There's all sorts of, you know, combinations available. But just to keep in mind, no matter what role you want to embody, that um, there's no role that's superior to the other. Like, Mm. we're all equal. And just in a salsa, and there's a nice flash to me salsa dancing with a partner fully clothed. Just like a salsa, there's a leader and a follower and both are needed for the dance and both are masterful and and all of these things. That's all it was. It got taken down three months after I posted it. And I was just like, this is like, this is (laughs) fucking bananas to me. Like, you know, trying to just let people know that there's, there's equality and, and that you don't have to be a certain way. And there was no, there was no toys, no fetish gear, nothing. I was just talking about, you know, just being aware of your roles. So, um, yeah, TikTok is infuriating that way. And it's I, you can't like let it bother you too much because it will drive you crazy, you yeah. know? Uh, same with in, in Instagram, too. But, uh, you, you can't, um, yeah. although you, you can have the scantest clad female breast. Oh, you can that. be Kim Kardashian and yeah. show everything. Uh, but if you yeah. even mention that you're a sex worker, fully clothed, they will remove you, quite literally. Like, which right. is just the f- most fascinating thing. And YouTube's right. got its problems too. Plenty of straight teenagers doing sexy Halloween costumes, but the second the two gay guys get on the camera and do sexy Halloween costumes, but don't show anything, right? The video right. just gets removed. You know, it's just fascinating. Yeah, there's a there's a video that came out with Miley Cyrus. This was over the holidays, and mm. she has little pasties on. She's flipping, you know, her oh. vlogger, and mm-hmm. she's like bent over and twerking and showing her ass and i think it's mother's, um, mother's you know, daughter is the music video i know exactly which one you're talking about yes. i'm pretty sure <laughs> oh, and so many kink talkers were so upset like what the fuck you know like i can i can barely you know even mention the word and i don't even mention the word but yeah mm-hmm. um and videos like that you know are successful and, so, and don't get taken down so but that's a question uh is that a good or a bad thing? Because are they actually pushing the envelope by doing that because they're ultra famous and bringing clicks to a platform that it allows people to keep pushing in that direction? I think the question is, is capitalism good or bad? That's really the no, question. It's capitalism run amok. Because music videos <laughs> like WAP or anything that Megan Thee Stallion yeah, or... Miley Cyrus or Rihanna or Cardi B does, anything they do will have ads, it'll be promoted, mm-hmm. it'll be trending. And regardless if there's an ass in it, quite literally the entire video, because they are making money, YouTube allows that or Instagram allows that. Um, But then the normal person, like, I mean, we're we're pretty normal. I mean, a little more adventurous than the the normal person, but we're we're, we're normal enough. We're normal enough. Totally. Um, Totally. But the normal person (laughs) can't post anything like that because then it would be inappropriate. You know, we're not movie stars. We don't have that status. We don't bring money to the platform for just existing, which is just such a... 
gross thing, you know? Yeah. And kink has been, you know, sensationalized in the media so long, you know, it's like, oh, sure. it's, it's just been like that for so long at, with 50 shades of gray and just, you know, just everything really. There's a uh, very few, movies about kink that I feel like really get to the heart of it. Secretary is one of my favorites um, because I think it's just a really sweet, romantic, quiet little movie. But, uh, you know, the, the media will just take anything to sensationalize it mm -hmm. from, from kink and, and not actually show the heart of it, which is a, is a shame because out of context, uh, people are intimidated by kink and there is that, that separation because the media, you know, sort of promotes that. So yeah. Well, it's, and out it's of context, like, well, for instance, right. like we can go on YouTube and do, this is a literal example. We can do a video about like educating on ejaculations. And so long as we don't talk about our contextual experiences as gay men, it'll be monetized. It'll be shared. But the second that we provide context and we talk about our experiences, they've wow. literally told us if we talk about our experiences, that sensationalizes it. And then they have to restrict it, which just makes no sense from an educational background because someone like myself being a gay guy, I didn't get any gay sex education. I, I didn't get anything that was LGBTQ inclusive. Okay. When in fact, like we see that on the record, when, when we teach LGBTQ, LGBTQ inclusive mm -hmm. sex education or just ethics in general, people on the whole are actually nicer to everybody. You know, it's mm -hmm. not, and so I don't know why that this contextualization is so villainized and demonized as if we're not mm -hmm. like real people, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm sure you get the same kind of thing on TikTok because you yeah. just happen to be a dom, you know, or you just happen to be, whether it's expressing yourself as bi or straight, like I'd be curious right. to know if you posted the same video, but you tagged one like bi and you tagged one like straight, I, mm -hmm. I bet the algorithm would, would ding one of those at some point, you know? And it's such a shame because TikTok has been sort of boring lately. It's been so, so straight and so vanilla that, and I'm not uh, shaming vanilla. So please, like, don't think I am. No, that's all. a new thing now. Like, don't shame vanilla. Oh, you know. I, I'm going to send you one of our not vanilla t-shirts. <laughs> please. please do. Um, but yeah, I um, gosh, where was I even going with that? But yeah, it's, it's just sort of crazy how strict it's been and it doesn't make any sense. And I, it's disheartening. Like, you know, I, I would make a bunch of videos, but when they get taken down so quickly or, or censored in, in that way, it's sort of hard to, to keep motivated. And I'm like, we need to just oh, revolt somehow and me. collectively come together and create some sort of platform that isn't going to get fucked with. Cause it just seems like anything sex related is being fucked with right now. It's you true. Know? It's true. And personally, I, I can't speak for the, the psychology behind it. I know it exists, but like when we have a video that bombs and I spent 20 to 30 hours on it and I love it and I think it's hilarious and it bombs, like that sucks. That doesn't make me want to create more, you know? Right. Yeah, which just happened right. this week, actually. Was, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. I'm too, I'm <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole kinky charades episode and it just was. It was hilarious. And it, it was had, pretty good. It had nothing super sexual in it besides maybe the words being said. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. You, you posted it on TikTok and it got no, dinged. No, 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 no. This, on, on YouTube, it got dinged. YouTube, would, it got dinged. Oh, we oh, would oh, never oh. post that on TikTok because I feel like that would get teared down too. But. Like that's, that's the discouraging part. And I'm curious, like, what do you, what is your take on that? Like, is censorship bad in that way? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't, it feels like people are trying to do a one size fits all and it's just, there's so much gray area around censorship and yeah, we need to, you know, protect against human trafficking. And there's all of these sort of elements in these bad apples that just spoil the whole lot in a mm. sense, I feel like. But I feel right. like particularly on YouTube and TikTok, I just think there's just some bored, you know, Puritan assholes out there that have nothing better to do. <laughs> you than, you know, that's the, to like flag your videos. Like we were just talking about music videos, movies. I mean, Madonna 20 years ago yes. with the sex book. You know, this has become mainstream entertainment. But right. somehow the internet has, because children are on it, I don't understand. Which we know psychologically yeah. it's bad for them to be on it as much as they are. Like, right. <laughs> right. So that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I get, I get moms that are like, my, you know, my eight year old is on this app, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm talking in total code words. Like if your right. eight year old knows what I'm even talking about, you guys need to have a fucking talk. You need a bigger discussion. Also, <laughs> there is so much code going on here that there's no way anyone would know what I'm talking about. Right. 
No, I love it. Actually, you community. One of my, I, I love this video where you were at um, a party talking oh. to a woman talking and she's just like clutching her pearls about what you yes. do. And then, and then she's like leans in and is like, but <laughs> yes. that happens to me My all husband. the time. It's only, yes. it's only appropriate to talk about when someone's titillated or you're the one that's sensationalizing things for their children. Why are your okay. kids on a fucking app that you let them download? We are not their parents. So, <laughs> You're you're based out in Texas, correct? Yeah, I just moved to Texas from New York City. I was in New York York. City for 20 years. But yeah, I'm in Texas now. I'm in Texas. So let me see if we have the same paths here. Whenever I tell someone ultra conservative what I do, I'm always really nervous. Uh, But they tend to be the ones that lean in more and are fascinated and ask me tons of questions. Whereas if it's an ultra liberal and I tell them, I get this sense of, oh, that's how you do. Um, right. And they they, right. they kind of look down their noses at me. But it's, it's always the conservative one that just want to know more. <laughs> They're right. just fascinated by it. <laughs> I think you're right. I know. What is that like- about? <laughs> don't know you know I, I feel like we represent this like hope and and light at the end of the tunnel for them that they just feel like they can't touch in their life that they're they've signed up for but it's so funny because when I do speak to someone who um, is judgmental and I get more judgment from uh, women normally when I'm out than um, mm-hmm. men but um, especially if it's from a woman I'm like oh honey I bet I spanked your husband one time <laughs> or I bet your husband's seen my videos you know like there's so many things going on behind closed doors I've played with so many types of people from politicians to you know lawyers doctors I mean you name it fortune 500 company owners and celebrities I mean there is just so many kinky people in the world if 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 these uh yeah if these puritans only knew like it's probably they're in their own household you know so it's it's just so crazy yeah, no, I just, I judgment is the right word I was looking yeah. for. I, I've always gotten more ju- judgment out of liberal people I didn't think I'd get judgment from than conservatives. Mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why that It's is. what other people do behind their closed doors that people want to worry about. But they're probably mm-hmm. at the same time getting all kinky. I mean, religious people, they're on their knees, they're standing up, they're putting things in their mouth, they're drinking alcohol, they're on their knees again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just another oh, Saturday yeah. mass. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, t- TikTok and those platforms, those aren't like your bread and butter. You're just doing that for fun. Uh, yeah, it's helped me get a lot of clients, um, oh. both both therapy and kink and uh, like the whole nine yards. And, and I teach classes. So I've gotten clients that way. But um, I, yeah, I, I've just been having fun with Instagram and Facebook and TikTok to just sort of get my content out there. I, social, like I know we're bashing it a little bit, but it can be a really useful tool, right? To mm-hmm. you know get the word out. And you guys, I mean, you guys, I saw you, I saw your YouTube. I mean, you have hundreds of thousands of followers, and oh. I think that's just so incredible that you've built such an audience. How long have you guys been doing YouTube for? We're doing about six years now. Or maybe going on seven now. Great. And yeah, no, not bashing the platforms whatsoever. Bashing the the ethics and the hypocrisy behind the guidelines uh, of the platform. And the algorithm. More than anything. And I very, think you very. could agree to that. Like these are you're wonderful, right, amazing right. tools. Yeah. But the fact that we have to kind of be a little shady to make them work is the problem. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be bad mm-hmm. apples. We are literally trying to follow sure. guidelines. And sure. nine times out of ten when our video gets demonetized or restricted, um, it's we literally get an email back from their help when I'm like, why? That says, well, you didn't break the guidelines, but, but kids exist on this platform. So we can't, uh, you, you, so because you're not rated G, you are rated R is pretty much what mm-hmm. they equate it to. And like, it's like a kid turning in a book report and being given an F back and not being told why you got the F just being said like, well, it might've been your grammar. might've been your sentence structure. might've been the book you chose. might've been your name. might've been the fact that you gave me a weird look that day. You turned it in. Like, Mm-hmm. Not giving people that clear feedback that makes sense means that, yeah, yeah. we're not going to know how to follow your guidelines, even if we want to. And mm-hmm. their algorithm's broken. So well, we will get too. we'll get <laughs> flagged immediately for just using the word gay in the title or, or whatever, what? or just probably because of us. But at this point, and we'll get it uh, monitored by peer review and it'll get 
okayed. Uh, like they'll be like, mm. okay, that wasn't so bad. One right. week later, the algorithm kicks back in and overrides a manual override. Um, yeah. It's insane. It doesn't. It doesn't. So don't get the puppy started. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> get me, don't get me started. Cause yeah, there's there's a long do list. You wanna, do you need to hit something? Do you, do you need to hit something or do you need to be hit? Are you okay? No, like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so what's interesting is I'm into impact play. He is not at all. Not really. So no. I can't even hit him. Yeah. <laughs> not, well, not, not without consent. Yeah. No, I know. So what are you into? I I mean, what involves uh, in the puppy play and and what else is there? Um, I am definitely into puppy play. Um, I'm into leather. I'm into daddies. I'm into bondage. I'm very visual. I like I like rope tying and being tied. So that Um, all works out for me. Great. (laughs) Um, I like some chastity play and I've gotten a little bit into like the erotic hypnosis of late. And because of the pandemic, it's just been so interesting trying different kinds of kinks and different ways of doing it um, that I think that that kind of has driven the interests of late. But I'm I'm pretty open to trying most things at least once and almost always twice because sometimes the first person you do it with isn't the best. You know, you don't have a good dynamic. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of the pandemic, how, how have you been able to stay afloat and evolve and change course th- through all this? Yeah, I I thought I was going to just, I don't, I I was so freaked out when we got shut down and I wasn't able to see people in person and I didn't know what to do. And um, when I started becoming available online, I started having people reach out that were interested in exploring their kinks that didn't feel quite ready to to do something out of their like, you know, comfort zone, like out of their home. They weren't ready to see somebody in person. Mm -hmm. They wanted to kind of dip a pinky toe in. So I've been getting a lot of curious people like wanting to finally kind of expand into this and like start to talk about it and explore it and and, and this baby step sort of way. Mm -hmm. So I've actually have found that it's been really useful and helpful um, in my business because I am able to work with people all over the world. And um, even if somebody's a well-versed player, we could still do some stuff online. Of course, it's never going to be the same as in person, but I'm getting a lot of curious, more newbies that want to learn. And um, I, you know, I'm I'm here to hold them by the hand and really lead them, uh, you know, lead them the way and, and, and make sure that they do so safely and effectively. So it's been a super blessing. I mean, thank you, Zoom. Like, thank you so right. much, Zoom, yeah. for saving my career because I I don't know what I would have done without it. So that's true. It's just it just gets draining, right? Staring at the screen all day long. Yeah, oh it's, my God. You don't have the physical touch. But yeah, I, I've perfected online doming now with mm. with people. And it's amazing what you yeah. can do because it's all about control. It's about the voice. It's about um, having someone do something to themselves and they are down with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you a good director? You're, you're like, you know, I've directed this. for thir- porn for 30 years. And that taught yeah. me because when you're directing gay men, it's different than straight sex because you only have a five hour window of hard ons. Um, mm. and then if you're lucky, if you're lucky, and then the guy's worn out. So you have, and usually you're getting these hot, 20 something year olds who haven't completely formed their own sexual identities yet, but they're hired because they look good. Right. So you put two really good looking people in a room. You have to, as a director, figure out what turns them on (laughs) because most likely it's not each other. And so you've got to get them hard and and going and getting a camera where cameras shouldn't go and light when and so you really yeah. have to get into the psyche of someone really really fast or else you're just wow. gonna have a miserable day of them not being able to get hard wow. it's true so that taught me i think oh, that man. that really made me because i i don't know a lot of psychology or anything but i did start to really learn human sexuality really fast yeah mm-hmm. and, and behavior yeah I went, I once had an actor who wouldn't perform outdoors because they just had this nudity complex that they thought was shameful if they were outside. And I'm like, why? (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) Look at the trees. Look at the sky. It's gorgeous. (laughs) Totally. Not to direct to beautiful people whose kinks I now know a lot about, (laughs) 
but we are getting near the tail end of already <laughs> over an hour uh, of speaking with you, which means that we were having conversation. fun and having, you know, I know exactly. And I don't want to stop it, but also I don't want to keep you hostage without consent. <laughs> that would be a whole other Zoom scene right there. <laughs> um, Kimmy, I, I, or Mistress, uh, I would yes. love to have you back sometime to talk mm. more and just have, because I have tons of questions from people that we didn't even get into. We didn't even we get didn't into Twitter questions. Like one Sorry, person guys. was oh. like, what's the difference between a Dom with an E and a Dom without an E? And you know what? We're just not going to answer that question because you got to you gotta tune back in when we have Kimmy again. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to wait patiently and be good while you do. But yeah. yes, I would love to come back again and okay, talk with great. you gentlemen, two gentlemen and a lady. It'd be so much fun. So please let me know when you'd like me to come back so okay. we can talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. But before you go, um, I think yeah. this would be a perfect time for you to tell people, uh, whether aggressively or not, you know, you instruct them how you will, uh, where to find you, what you're up to, and how they can enjoy all your content. Yes. Listen up, everyone. <laughs> no. My email, I'm sorry, email. Um, let me just start with every thing that I am on social media wise is at Kimmy Inch. So it's really easy to find me on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Instagram, all of those things are at Kimmy Inch and my website, just as easy, www.kimmyinch.com. Come on, so you can find me just through my name. Um, and on YouTube, I'm actually under a former company, Dommy Dolls. It's D-O-M-I-D-O-L-L-Z. But just go to my website. You'll find all of my links for my social media and, and YouTube stuff as well. And, and we can list them as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's Thank how you. do you spell Kimmy? Kimmy's K-I-M-I, and then my last name is Inch, I-N-C-H, like yeah. the measurement, so Kimmy Inch. Because I always do Mr. Christopher, and people do C-H, and it's a K. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, sure I think you... that is the one thing we've actually trained Google to figure out pretty that, okay. That it's yeah, with that, a K that, now? That, yeah. Finally, Google does something <laughs> right. <laughs> Kimmy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you're lovely, you're fascinating, you. you're so intellectual and fun to talk to. Um, Daddy? Why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you? Oh, you can find me at MrChristopher.com. That's Christopher with the K or Christopher Weston on Twitter. And you can find me everywhere at PupAmp. This has been What's Your Safe Word. You can find us What's the Safe Word on YouTube. And uh, Kimmy, I'm going to let you uh, take us out with your safe word, which is? Oh, my safe word is ice cream because everybody screams for ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm yes. definitely sending yes. you a not vanilla yes. shirt. <laughs> Yes, please. Thank you, Daddy. But also, what's your favorite kind of ice cream in a serious tone? Oh, you guys, I like uh, mint chocolate chip. <gasps> Me oh. too. Oh, that's good. So many people don't like mint chocolate chip. Daddy, what, what is yours? Uh, white pistachio. Oh, that's oh. so specific. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're nuts, How did but you that's not okay. Know that? <laughs> 